A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Almost and and getting like almost rabies like and foaming at the mouth and <laughs> uh, my favourite's bustling. <laughs> oh yeah, bustling's good. Just that's Argyle people are moving, moving, yeah, people yeah, are moving, moving around, <laughs> moving up and down. There's just lots happening, but it's not necessarily busy in the sense that there's a lot of things going on. Maybe there's a dance floor starting to build. There's just people. Yeah. It's on like the ants. move. On the move. Yeah. <laughs> One bar to the other. <laughs> you, you couldn't say lots of movement because then it's like, oh, is everyone dancing? It's yeah. Like, no, it has yeah, to be no. bustling. Yeah. Argyle's a bustling venue from about 7 to 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. But it, it doesn't work in small venues. You well, need PJ O'Brien's, that's the one I'd call. That's probably the exception. That's a bustling venue, but you don't really move. It's more. No. I don't think bustling is the best word to describe it. It's more stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah. Crawling up to crawl through people's legs to get around because it's so packed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just, it's packed. Yeah. 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 Packed. It's That's packed. the word. I've yeah. been using packed a fair bit down here in Melbourne because, yeah, the dancing starts a little bit later, but there's just heaps of people mm. in there and it's, and it's just packed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I really hope people appreciate the the nuance where we've obviously got this range of vocab that we're using, probably fifteen to twenty keywords, and I hope they're appreciating the nuance and difference between, and they're not just seeing, yeah, pumping and very busy as synonymous because they're they're very very different terms. Yeah, and we, and we did use pumping a lot more earlier in the day, but we've slowly started to be much more selective with our use of it to give it a lot more value. Yeah. Is important. And I think the yeah. important, like the accurate use of the words gives them so much more meaning when you use them. Yeah. I also love flying. <laughs> <laughs> like that is no indication. Of that doesn't business. make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another one. It's just nonsense. Yeah. Flying so speak is elation. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. speaking to someone from, I don't know why this sticks out in my memory so much, but it was at our first singles party at Salty's. 
and I was speaking to someone from maybe Ireland or England who wasn't actually there for the singles party. They were just there. And for whatever reason, we started talking about the adjectives you use to describe venues at different stages throughout the nights. And um, she was speaking about some of the updates and she was like, look, I don't quite understand. Like you always say things are pumping or you always say things are really busy, but you never call them bouncing. <laughs> and I was like, what? Bouncing? And she was like, yeah, like when something's going off in the UK or where, I don't know, maybe in, in, yeah, in northern, northern era, England or Dublin or whatever, we call it bouncing. It's bouncing, mate. I, just, I, I found that funny. So the next day I put something on there that was, that was bouncing, but um, yeah, maybe we could use that one a bit more, but I don't really like it that much. You know, you know, the one that I don't like as much, the um, Julia says it heaps. She says, oh, it's popping off. But like that to mm. me, like. Reminds me of fart. Yeah, a fart, like yeah. a pop off. <laughs> like that's what like people, like children say instead of a fart. And so it's like, mm. oh, it's popping off. No, it, but the nuance with popping off is that it's, it's kind of just got there. Right. Like it's kind of yeah. just got to that point where it's like a champagne bottle, it's popped and that yeah. like it's bang, it's got there. So I think it's more of a context thing of where you've been somewhere for a while and it's slowly gotten there and all of a sudden, bang, it's popping off. A little bit like electric on Sunday. Yeah. It's on Tuesday. That, that popped, popped off. off out of nowhere. I don't think she uses it with that nuance. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the, the one that always frustrates me is trying to tell me somewhere is build it. Yeah. Mate, I, I, I don't know about our users, but I personally do not believe in the word building. <laughs> <laughs> With yeah, exceptions. I, the only time it's good to say building is for an event that where a lot of tickets have been sold out or, or the event's been sold out and mm. you're trying to communicate that, yeah, it's not busy. We know it is going to be busy and it's kind of building. But I think yeah. for like a pub or for like an event, like it's it's either busy or it's fucking quiet. It's not it's not building. No, we always yeah. use building for flinders because yeah. we know people don't get there till like 11 o'clock, 12, and it's just a way of just not saying it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a way but of saying something isn't quiet. It, do, it does have a particular use though. Like if it's... Building for me is steady flow. So mm. if like the last two hours, it's hasn't fluctuated. It's gone from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 people. And it's sitting at 50 people. It's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's actually building. Yeah. But all venues <laughs> build, but every, all venues build overnight. No, so I, I wouldn't argue that. Cause like, you know, sidebar and scary, they've got pub calls that flood a hundred in and then flood them out. Like, whoa, it's like, that's. Yeah, it's volatile, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. So not all build, and then not all. Yeah, I wouldn't might, take that steady flow for granted. Yeah, it must be so random for someone, especially if you're eighteen or nineteen. You you walk past Scary Canary, and one of those pub crawls are in there, and it's quite busy. You're there for about fifteen minutes, and all of a sudden you turn around, and you're the only person in the venue. <laughs> yeah, it must be bizarre. Yeah, not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Um, all right. Moody Man. We listened to him. We listened to him on Tuesday. I think this is it. So this is this is the guy that we saw last night. It's so good. How how would you how would you describe it? 
um, it was just a really good mix of, of different genres like house and techno and then some more relation music. Um, and it was just really well mixed and he just, he just matched different songs and sort of, I think the, the cool part was that it was, he was always surprising you with what he played. Yeah. I think that was the best part about the set is that you never, you never got into any particular rhythm, but everything flowed from one song to the next. And he played for like two and a half hours. So yeah. it was just fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't and, just a one hour set. And it's so yeah. funny, right? Because he's, he's walked in with a hoodie on and like a, a black mask and he did this little bob. Yeah. Like he's just behind the DJ bobbing up and down <laughs> and it was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I think everyone in there was having a very good time. So that's electric. And we went there on uh, Thursday last week that had like an R and B band, yeah, which was, was also too. phenomenal. Like there's, there's something about watching a, fucking tight band play live that is like i don't know there's there's something um there's something about it did you did you enjoy the the band cow yeah you had to drag me out of there <laughs> yeah it was it, so good it was, well, I was i was about to say like is this just uh someone who has a live music background is this just a niche appreciating it but no no for someone who doesn't really listen to live music, it was a lot of fun. The funnest part was there was, yeah, probably would, what would what would her background have been? The female singer, she was South African. So this South African girl, yeah, um, adding in like these South African roots into the music, like the yeah. like into the <laughs> into the R and B songs. Yeah, it was really funky. Yeah, um, yikes! <laughs> it was it was an R and B like soul band and each each like uh instrument or musician was just phenomenal in their own right and they all had solos mm. and they all did different things but yeah it was so tight um tight yeah it's, that. It's, it was tight it was tight <laughs> which means that like they were all playing on the beat they were all doing um like they were playing where they needed to be because you some the problem with some live music, and I think this is why a lot of people dislike it, is because one they sometimes they play too loud, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Sometimes they like uh, play too much distorted guitar or just go for weird effects. Like their their sound quality doesn't come through the speakers very well, um, and sometimes the singers aren't very good. Yeah. And when someone doesn't quite hit the note. It, it can be quite painful. Um, but yeah. yeah, this, this particular band like just absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah. Well, I, was, I find great. that with every, well, not every, well, the gigs I've been to, I find, yeah, the loudness is what gets me and you can't actually yeah. hear the nuance. Like when we went to those mm-hmm. psychedelic born crumpets, Callum, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, like but I'm not on? hearing what the appeal, like, is apart from these people like cooked on weed and (laughs) just like dancing crowd surfing and just yeah Yeah. it was like is this more like an experience and novelty or do you are you actually appreciating the music they must have appreciated the music but it was like yeah it was loud couldn't really hear the nuance 100 percent, and especially if the i think it's a lot to do with how the venue sets up the music as well because sometimes when the vocals aren't strong enough and you're hearing too much of different other parts of, mm. of the band or the drums are too quiet. It's just, 
it's just all over the shop. But I, I, it's obviously quite difficult because otherwise everyone would <laughs> yeah. sound good. Mm. But yeah, that's that's always what turns me off is it's too loud. You can't speak to anyone. But when we were doing the, the R&B one, listening to that R&B band, you could, it wasn't too loud. You could still speak to people and enjoy it. So yeah, it was good. But I also think like people in bands, often they write originals and that's the, that's the thing, right? When you listen to a DJ, they're going to, given you're like going to the place that you actually like, more than likely they're going to play something (laughs) that you like, but you've probably heard it and you'll probably recognize the music or recognize something like it or they're mm. like remixing songs that you've you've heard before. But an original song um, can kind of be a bit boring <laughs> or like you, you don't really like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as good sometimes. A hundred percent. Yeah. You can't sing to it. I don't know the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think some bands, they, they get a bit like, oh, I don't give a fuck what the crowd wants to listen to. I'm going to play the music that I've written and that I like, they kind of get very uh, attached to it. Um, whereas a DJ is there just for the crowd and to make the crowd dance. Whereas yeah, yeah live music is sometimes can be more of just like, it's like a show. It's like watching someone play sport or do like a, juggling or something like a, yeah, a trick or a talent it's also a lot easier for a dj to just put a new song on let alone and yeah a band to learn a whole song and add to the repertoire yeah so it's yep. like yeah a dj has infinite options yep. yeah yeah as a live band might have i don't know they're starting out <laughs> maybe 15 sometimes like yeah, they're not they're yeah, not yeah. made to start out yeah yeah but to become proficient enough at an instrument and then also coordinate that with other people also being proficient and then all agreeing on a music style and then actually actually executing that live, when they pull it off, it can, it can be like give you such an emotive response um, and so many different other um, responses because you're watching someone yeah, perform their talent live under pressure and yeah, they, they nail it. Like you, it, it's pretty impressive, but a DJ, like, fuck we, Cal, you were telling me about learning to DJ and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you just set the BPMs and it, it, it all matches the key together. And yeah, you can just kind of mix songs like the entry level so much easier. Yeah. It's so much lower. Yeah. I, I'm still torn though on that whole line of should you pander to the crowd or should you stick to your guns? I, I don't know what I think. I'd like to think you shouldn't pander, but fuck's sake, the amount of you know, feedback we get, which is mate, the DJ's just playing his own shit. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Play yeah. ABBA. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's I don't a know. tough one because yeah, I I don't, yeah, I don't know, but I think a lot of like, I think a lot of those people are, yeah, I don't know, too close, too close-minded, perhaps at times. Like, if you're going somewhere and just always want ABBA, I think you're, yeah, you're a bit of a fuckwit for one, because it's like, come on, there's more music out there than just ABBA. But I guess if you're going out, it's many of the people that don't go out that often. I might go out once every three months, once every two months, once every month, and just want to listen to stuff they know. 
I remember talking about this the other week. It's more of a mm. symptom of not having a nightlife culture where you're not going out that much and you're not actually, because nightlife comes hand in hand with music and, and artists and trying new things. And you can only try so much on, on Spotify um, and actually listening at an appreciation for it. Cause a lot of that appreciation comes from meeting people who also like the same music or appreciate, you know, that the person that's paying playing like to go off topic and a slight example, like Moody man had no idea who he was, mm. but before he came on, there were like people around me that were like, Oh my God, like I'm so excited. Like this guy's, this guy's the absolute King. And I was like, just speaking to them, kind of pretending that I knew who he was. I was like, yeah, man, it's going to be really good. Like, and I was like, yeah, do you guys do at that point? <laughs> yeah. Pretty pissed. Um, <laughs> pretty pissed to the point where I thought Moody man was someone else. Um, <laughs> mainly because I was with someone that was like, you know, that's not the DJ. Like it's the guy behind him. I was like, Oh really? And that's the point when I was speaking to these people like, Oh man, he's about to come on. And they're kind of looking at me a bit funny. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. Side point that gets you excited speaking to people that are, yeah, really into a particular artist. And yeah, I think you know in Melbourne, there's so much more events, so many more people going out. So you get bored of listening to uh to ABBA all the time. Yeah. So I think it's more of a symptom of that is that people are going out for occasions rather than for the culture and for the music. And the symptom of that is that DJs yeah have to pander the crowds a lot more. And I mean, we noticed it at our party. We tried to stick to house and sort of wanted probably probably a little bit more disco than we than we got. But yeah, people like people were leaving because they didn't like the music. Um, yep. So it's yeah, it's a funny one. But see, the thing is, if you're going to a concert you're going for the DJ or the the band. So it's like they kind of have some control or like they they do have the right to like kind of play whatever they want to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you're going no, to, to a complete extent, yeah. you're going to a concert, they've got, you're yeah. going for that music. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for their ability and decisions of what they do live. But um, if you're going down to a bungalow, <laughs> And Sam Graff starts playing his own music for an hour and a half. You'd be a little bit pissed off, I'd say. Yeah, well, it's it comes down to the reason why you're going out, right? Like yep. those people are going out to hang out with their friends and to celebrate. They mm-hmm. just want to listen to things that they know. But I guess if you're going to a paid event um, where there's a particular type of music and a particular artist that's playing, yeah, you can't you can't really justify complaining. Yeah. about the style of music because you've chosen to pay to go to a particular yeah. event. And it's, probably, and it's also probably like a branding thing. It's like, it's like, yeah, Sash is known for techno and house. It's like these other events are known for a particular style of music. Whereas for, yeah, nightclub, just throwing a, a like for like Bungalow, for example, if they started playing house one night, she wouldn't go down very well, even if they announced it to so many people because their identity isn't that. Um, so yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah. Um, speaking of artists that <laughs> kind of do a bit of a fuck you to the crowd, I, I, I reckon that everyone that goes to watch a concert and they love the band or the DJ or whatever, always walks away from it. Not like wishing that the, they had played their favorite song. Like I remember going to sticky fingers and they played so, like, an unbelievable set. Like it was phenomenal. Played all like I thought their their top hits. <laughs> Didn't play this song called um Lecker Boy. And one of the, the boys that we were with, like he walked away from it so rotten. 
I can't believe they played Lecker Boy. It's called the Lecker Boy Tour and they didn't even play it and it ruined the experience for him. And it's like, mate, they, that was, they played their best songs. No one no, even likes Lecker Boy. No, but I get, I get that though. If it's the Lecker yeah. Boy Tour and that's your favourite song and they don't play that song and the whole time you think they're going to play it last <laughs> you can't, and you're constantly getting more and more excited and it never comes, that would be a serious letdown. Yeah, yeah. But it is also uh, hilarious that they've done that. Yeah. This reminds me of yeah, going to the presets, thinking they're going to play all their hits. Little did I know <laughs> that there's a difference between the DJ and a DJ set. <laughs> <laughs> and I was not the only one in the crowd. Mate, half yeah, the I, crowd was so angry. Yeah, but so I also, off it. I also yeah. think it's a load of bullshit. Like, it's like you're advertising the presets. There shouldn't be this stupid nuance of brackets dj set for people to just mm. somehow realize over time going to these things that you're not going to actually get their music you're just going to get the same shit but by people you like and i think it's a bit stupid it's like people What's went to there? that event because they wanted to listen to the presets music they didn't want to yeah. listen to them just fucking be a dj i reckon it's a price thing <clears throat> it's like if you get the presets to actually come in and do a performance it would be a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. And the venue probably wouldn't be big enough. Um, given all the equipment that they'd have to bring and all these different types of things. No, no, but so like they get the, they get the name to come in. Um, and then they, yeah, don't have to pay them for an actual show. <laughs> they just pay them less. No, for but, a DJ just, set. No, but all what I'm saying is that in that DJ set, why can't they just play their songs that people bought the ticket for? They don't have to set up their whole gear, but they, they did play a few songs, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, but not many couple. from what you said. But no, and it was only a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, well that that was an interesting experience in so many ways because yeah, and obviously it was polarizing. But if if the transitions in the audio had been really good, the DJ set, and again, I'm not an expert, but like it would have been really cool. Cause that, like the type of electronic they were playing was like really cool, really unique. No one had heard it before in terms mm. of the energy in the room consistently. Really good, but there like sweat dripping off the walls. Yeah, like, <laughs> but but it, the, some of the transitions, even I could hear, was like, oh, it's kind of fucking up. Like, what's going on up there? And like mm. the two D, like the two of them were like, also like, what the fuck's kind of going on? So I don't know. It was their fault or the wharf like audio system was shit. So like, it would have been good, but then technically it wasn't great. And then you add the fact that like it's a DJ set. And they're playing like Nirvana, <laughs> which is like this awesome electronic music and then Nirvana. And then it's like back to electronic and then, oh, then it's one of their hits, which is like, again, you can view it one of two ways. Either it's like fucking epic DJing where they're like taking on this journey or it can be like, what the fuck did I pay for? I didn't pay for Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Like it, just, it just depends how you look at it. But to be fair, their, their thing, and I love the presets, but at the fucking end when they're like, how much do you guys pay for tickets? $35. Not enough. <laughs> and then they yeah. fucked off. That's <laughs> fucking off. You can't do that. <laughs> that's the that's biggest fun. middle finger to the crowd. And that's yeah. like, yeah, for, for however polarizing the set was, that I'm, yeah, I don't think you can really defend that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're like really just, you know, head over heels with them and they can do no wrong. Yeah, but I think for them, they they probably see themselves as like a pretty um, like big Australian artist 
uh, mm. that deserves to be selling out the Airmore Theatre, that deserves like yeah. a, a, a mini stadium show, like playing Horton yeah. Pavilion or something. And so yeah. for them to be playing in Warfy, it's like, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they probably they accepted the set. If they want to play at Warfy, then they don't have to play. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I agree, but... I don't know. No, they probably they they probably thought themselves better than well, they think than they're the better than they don't play. It's simple as that. Yeah. They accepted the gig. True. Fuck off. True. Yeah. But the thing that got the thing that got me with that was yeah it was it was really interesting doing the reel and all those all those muso heads who were like, don't you get the difference between a DJ set and an actual set? And it was like. Come on, guys. That's not the that's not the point of this post. I mean, one, yeah, we didn't actually know the difference at that time. <laughs> it, was quite, it was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, they do have a point. But it's also but it's also like they're blindly accepting that it's going to be worse than it should be. Yeah. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, why why are you yeah, it's like groupthink. It's like, oh yeah, this is like the difference between it's like fuck off. Like people people bought that to go and listen to their music because they really like them. And it's like, why yeah, that's yeah. why for the sake of like yeah, getting paid ten thousand dollars less or twenty thousand dollars less, like do a worse, do it, do it, deliver a worse experience for people. It's like yeah. just, it, was, it just doesn't make any sense in my eyes. But you also lose some fans, right? You probably have some people have a sour taste. They don't care yeah. at this point, though. They've been around for like twenty years, haven't they? Yeah. Give a fuck. Yeah. I'm also looking at trying to book some people for um. <clears throat> a potential event that we're running on the 26th and yeah i don't it's it's actually not easy <laughs> trying to find people in, in australia at the moment that are yeah new and different because yeah it's actually quite a small pool and they just go around so much yeah. and it's and it, it just becomes a little bit um yeah a little bit expected by people like if we were to announce for example touch sensitive i've seen him perform probably at like 10 different events yeah, in the last two months and it's like it's not a differentiator anymore to have someone like him yeah um, i was gonna say we can probably rattle off it's getting for us it's getting to the point where we say it on our posts and we're almost like ironically being like you'll then to be cool yeah <laughs> again, again. <laughs> at another city venue that's forking yeah. out an absurd amount of money hoping that your land is going to bring a crowd <laughs> and it's like they're not because people are just there's no one i don't know I, don't, I wonder if it's a symptom of covid but it doesn't feel like there's anyone coming up at the moment i i'm not sure unless maybe we're just out, completely out of touch of that scene but i'd love to we would yeah, dive they, in yeah there would that be would be coming through. that's what you want to try and do you want to get these not the the, the rotating around sydney no you try and get some up and comer and there's actually a bit of a tribal following but i couldn't name him who's fred again by the way Fred again. Yeah. Apparently he got famous on TikTok. He had some, um, what's it called when you launch an album? Uh, listen. Come on, Jesse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Listening party. party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of that concept ever before. God. Yeah. I, I also love that. It sounds so like, all right, everyone stand here and listen to what I did. It sounds so <laughs> egotistical. It does. It does. Everyone just come and listen to me. Why don't you just actually play it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he's actually around socializing and just playing it through an ox, and that's the party. No. Oh, oh. actually, I don't know. I've never been to a listening party. <laughs> well, yeah, it was lame. It, was it Lord Gladstone? I didn't get any video. I didn't get any videos of him, the DJ. 
but I got yeah. heaps of people dancing, so I don't even know if the guy was there. It's funny. It must have been. It was his listening party. There's a few yeah. artists coming through on on TikTok, but I was, I mean, I was speaking to someone. I can't remember who, but sort of like on the cusp of that sort of area, and they were saying that a lot of producers now are, yeah, grinding their artists to to make songs that are going to become trending on TikTok because yeah. of the royalties associated with it. So it kind of makes sense since, yeah, TikTok's so massive now, and a lot of producers are forcing their artists to like come up with a trend to go with their song so it blows up so it does make sense that tiktok's Who, an avenue who's that guy that did uh country road like lil nas or something who's the what country road you mean like the country song country, road. country song no the um it's like a rap song i don't i don't know i'm googling no, what you're talking about yeah you know the one it, it was little nas the little, Old Town the Road. Old Town Road. Uh, <laughs> what did I say? Country go? Road. Got the horses in the back. Yeah. Do you know that one, Stu? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So how's this? This is how he got famous. He made all yeah. these meme pages and built up a huge following across Twitter, like Facebook, Instagram. Um, and didn't even release a song yet. And then he made that, that song, um, what is it? Old town road. Yeah. It goes for two minutes or two minutes and three seconds or something and made it. So it, it just repeats the chorus over and over, <laughs> but he made it so digestible for like memes and different things like that, that it blew up on TikTok or like being attached he attached it to different memes and different mm. people dancing and stuff mm. and that's how he got massively famous mm. started from a meme page and doing all this like yeah i think music is changing considerably like particularly yeah. in the top 40 and commercial kind of area where it's like well you need a 15 second clip <laughs> yeah for it to be for it to be a sound on tiktok yeah, yeah, genuine. Which you, sucks. You don't even have to write a full song. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like who's that guy that played? He played somewhere. Was it um one of the King's Cross venues? And he's famous again from TikTok because he has this one line that he goes, "How can I be homophobic? My yeah. bitch is gay." Yeah, yeah. And it's like just that little clip. I've seen it all over TikTok. Yeah, and he's gotten so famous just Central from C. that little sound. Yeah, Central C. Yeah, he played at M- M- Mali. Yeah, but he had a mass. To be fair, he's had concerts overseas, but but it was after that song, I think, that yeah. he started doing all those concerts. That took yeah, and everyone's there for that lyric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't listen to him enough, way. but I assume a big part of him, part of it, is them going for that lyric because it's just everywhere. It is yeah. funny. But like commercial music these these days um, is so heavily R&B influenced. Um, and then there's there's the R&B side and then there's like the EDM side. Mm. It's very much music for going out. Whereas in the past, I'd, like you look at 90s songs and early 2000s, I don't know. It didn't have that same like nightclub y feel. Well, no, as but people as were still going to nightclubs in those days, though. But they, what the songs were they listening to? Hey, 90s hits. Kylie. 90s hits. Kylie. Ministry of Sound, baby. 
Yeah. Yeah, but that was, that was kind of like a niche, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to get someone from the 90s on. Yeah. <laughs> don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, Kylie Minogue would have featured a lot yeah. in, in nightclubs. Kylie's fuck technically really good as well. She doesn't get enough airtime. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Ministry of Sound was fucking massive, though. Like those 2000, when they used to release those albums, 2001, 2002, 2003, they used to just get played nonstop in nightclubs, I think. Because when I've played, the, I used to, when I used to work in retail and I'd be playing just because I'd be listening to different music, I'd put on like some 2004 Ministry of Sound and some of the other yeah, people that were born in the 80s and 70s would come through and be like, oh, this is giving me some, uh, some throwback vibes at the moment. Being out back in the day, listening to some Ministry of Sound. Yeah, I, yeah, House is, I think it's become a lot more popular. Like you're saying, uh, Ministry of Sound in the in the mid two thousands. Do you reckon it was as, as popular as it is today? What do you mean? Sorry, like house music, house EDM stuff. Mm. I think is considerably more popular and mainstream these days than mid-2000s. I don't know enough, but my guess would be that it used to be more popular. Really? I would be what, my guess. The Minister of Sound was more popular back in the day? No, that like house music was. But I don't no, know. it used to be like, fuck, look at Powderfinger and shit on the top. Triple J, top. No, no, not, not in comparison to them, but it used to be more popular back in the day. But yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah, looking at the hottest 100s, it's Kings of Leon. Yeah, fuck oath. It was like fucking... bands and R and B and stupid shit. Yeah, now it's like Fanning, wish you well, like Cal- catch my disease. Like Calvin Harris is a good example. Like I remember listening yeah. to him in like 2010, and I was like the new age of like getting. I like Calvin Harris, and I was on the fringe. And then five years yeah. later, the bloke's fucking everywhere. He's on the radio. Yeah. It's like what the fuck's going on? Like the music I was listening to five years ago is now it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it, was, it used to be super R&B, whereas now it's like a bit of a combo of R&B and this house stuff. Like, every, mate, they've all got a drop now on top 40. Like, it's a, yeah. it's this, a beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, looking, looking at this Triple J Hottest 100, it looks like, to me, and tri- given Triple J back in the day was largely for bands, and like Australian artists. So it included a bit of hip hop and, and rap. Mm. Um, but I think it really took a turn in 2012 when Macklemore won it. Do you reckon that's, that is so interesting you point out that specifically? Yeah. Why? Because I'm looking at 2010, Adrian Lux, Teenage Crime, oh, one of the best songs ever. <laughs> and yeah. like, and even in the swimming pool. Yeah, dance the way I feel. But they mm. have they have like a I don't know, they have a indiness to them. Mm. Yeah, like in it feels like a bit independent or something. Whereas Thrift Shop yeah. just feels like so manufactured and yeah, created by fucking um Warner Studios or something. It was unique though. When it came and yeah, when it initially when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, initially it came out. And like looking at a lot of the winners, it's like a lot of the songs are just like it more they more become like a something that's unique. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. But, but yeah, now tri- yeah. Yeah, now you look at the Triple J Hottest One Hundred. What was it in twenty twenty one? Kid Leroy. <laughs> like 
that is starkly different. Spacey Jane's pretty indie. No, um, you, you sorry. Olivia Rodrigo, like she is like sure. Nova are FM. Not, but are, no, are they all not just kind of random? What's not what's all. like the Wiggles is just what what is that? That just shouldn't be there. No, it's a co- it's from like a version. It's a cover of Tame Impala's song. Yes. Which does that just, make it better? No, nah, people just got around it because they thought it was funny. I think it was a bit of a meme, right? Yeah, it's a bit of a meme. But even like I'm looking, geez, Cardi what? B. Where's 2022, by the way? Is that a stupid question? Um, it comes out next year. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're all kind of random, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Is that fair to say that it's kind of random the last two, three years? Whereas like back in the day, it's like, oh yeah, that song. Fuck, everyone knew, everyone knows that. Or yeah. is that just us showing our age? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is reflective of a change in what music is popular. And I think it's also a change in how Triple J, what music they put out there. Mm. Because Did you get politicized? Didn't someone couldn't... You couldn't vote on someone notable. Oh, sticky fingers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I do not know backstory for that. And I won't ask. Yeah. But it's also interesting how if you go to in 2020, they did all the songs that were best in the 2010. So from 2010 to 2019. Mm. And all the songs in there are from 2016 and before, and none of them won a hottest 100. <laughs> That's bizarre, isn't it? Which kind of shows I don't know, That's is it a so change bizarre. is it a change in people voting? I'd be really interested in seeing like Yeah, maybe it's just a change in in its um in how commercial this has become and maybe back in two thousand and six and two thousand and seven it wasn't Yeah, like it wasn't really unearthed. Yeah, it's more a, a reflection of what those bands became, not what they were at like in that year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Potentially, I don't know, but yeah, it it, it seems um, to me for the for the most part, besides the songs that make its way to the top, um, it seems like a lot of live music is is starting to die. Uh, I think it's reflected in like the number of live music venues has dwindled cons- considerably, and well, especially. Sorry, you go. Especially after COVID. And I think it's because like music like rock <laughs> is like old people music now. Back in the 60s and 70s is was like the young person's, it stood for rebellion, it was fast, it was a bit aggressive, it had intensity, it was a bit of a like fuck you to the system, like a bit of a um, like anti short and short back and sides, wear a suit, look nice and tidy, grow your hair out. And then yeah, dress in weird and kind of dirty clothes. Whereas now it seems like electronic music is the new young person's rebellion against rock. Yeah. But then by the, on the other side of the coin, it's like ABBA was this like, youthful energy less so rebellion and that's come full circle when 18 year olds who have never heard abba 
prior to Bungalow 8. Now, love it. And it's come full circle. Well, I actually, I actually heard an interesting theory about why all these old songs are being remixed and put back out there. Elton John has put out like three or four of his old songs, remixed mm. them and put them back out. Um, I think Fleetwood, it's something happened with Fleetwood Mac as well. Yeah. But it's why would you write new music and have to compete with music already out there when you could just <laughs> modernize your old song? Everyone recognizes it, but then it's like done in this fresh way that kind of makes it acceptable um, to like re-release. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And the new so, versions are better, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I also don't think nightclub music is a good reflection of what music is in and, and out. Like, because you go to a nightclub, it's the same shit on repeat. It's never a good reflection of what, what music is changing. Like, for the last six or seven years since I've been going out, I, I haven't noticed any difference in the music played at nightclubs. Like, there's like I this... Have. Really? Yeah, like for example, I'll, off the top of my head, do you know that song Cheerleader? Oh, yeah. I think, like, I remember that yeah. being played at clubs all the time. Whereas now, yes. not a chance. It's only like house and like a, a drop and shit. Yep. So, like, probably less. Yeah, it's not, right. Okay. And I know the answer again, going back to that point of like Triple J, Hottest 100 from 2000 to like 2010 was like Kings of Leon bands and then like a bit of RB. Like, that was kind of what the top 40 was. Whereas now the top 40, yeah, is like, Calvin Harris. But it's like, not. My, like, love for, my love for you. No, nah, that's not Triple J, but like top 40, they'd be on the radio. Yeah. Oh, like they've right. all yeah, got yeah, a, yeah. a drop. Yeah, trip, like I reckon Triple J has just gone like where music like kind of goes on its way. Triple J is just like gone fucking over here. And it's like yeah, you can't like look at the equivalent anymore because now Triple J is just off on this different this planet. Tangent. Like what? what is this? Yeah. There's no – I can't decipher any – Pattern. No trend or pattern in the music. Yeah. Except for like early, like, yeah, from 2000, 2010, there was like, and as you said, Jesse, it's like, if it is electronic, it was still like with this indie touch. Yeah. It wasn't like pure electronic or it was like a band and like a bit of R&B. Whereas now it's like, there's no rock or band. It's like kind of just only indie and R&B-ish. Yeah. And pops and pop music, <laughs> like a little Nas <laughs> had two songs in there. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Fisher losing it, though. That's pure electronic. Like yeah. That's, yeah. See, it just seems random. <laughs> what is the, What are these top tens? Yeah. What? What is it? Someone said if you if you're appeal, appeal to everyone, you appeal to no one. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, yeah, pe- people are finding their own niches. Um, and Triple J kind of sucks now. <laughs> like that list, no, no one is happy with that list. The latest. Yeah. 2021. Justin Bieber made it. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, what wins this year. I haven't really been driving. So I've been listening to the radio to listen to what new songs have been coming out. I couldn't even guess. Do you do you know what? Um, I was speaking to some English bloke down here, and he was telling me dubstep in London is huge. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, it's very, like, nightclub main appeal, um, like mainstream. I just find it obnoxious. You know, okay, I've got a theory, which was is not mine. I'll, I'll have to copyright it. 
I think I told you guys this, but in that concept is someone had a theory in Sydney that ketamine is the new in drug for young people. So the BPMs per minute that are acceptable is now about 140. And that's what's popular with the young kids. It wouldn't shock me if that theory held for the dubstep notion in <laughs> London. Because London ketamine is big, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it imagine like 180 oh, yeah. BPM. I, I don't know, but I would assume it's not low tempo. No. <laughs> But I and it's like, almost yeah separate to the BPMs because it's just so fucking all over it. Like if oh you no, here we go. Out, Dubstep one thirty two to one forty two. There you go. There you go. I reckon yeah. That well, that was someone else. I'm not claiming it. That is someone else's theory. The drug that is uh, popular determines what music is popular. So like uppies like Coke, it'd be lower. Does that mean like what's Sash? What's minimal techno BPMs? It's way about one twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's medium to slow. Because Lost is high, right? What were the BPMs at Lost, man? No, House Music's about 120, 126 as well. Is that lo- Lost feels quicker, and I don't know BPMs well. But it <laughs> no, doesn't, they, they it doesn't feel like normal. <laughs> no, they play Underground House, which is, yeah, 126 normally. Is this? Have you been to Lost, Calum? I haven't been, no, but the, the you- style of music that they play. Jesse, oh, I I feel slow. Okay, there you go. What do you? What were you going to say? I just I thought it was quick. You think it's I quick? would describe? I would like I would describe the feel of Sash is very slow, but Lost was like whoa, like it's yeah. It's I, think there's, I think there's probably I more. Quick. I think there's just probably more sounds. Yeah, possibly because there's probably more individual. Uh, elements to the music which might make it sound faster than minimal techno where there's a lot less elements but the beat you can hear a lot more consistently maybe i don't know yeah yeah sure no that's that's actually a good point Um, i just know yeah because how you how i danced to at loss was like fucking pretty manic yeah (laughs) sash like it's just you know you don't have to dance (laughs) yeah Yeah, maybe yeah. That, this is a sound. No, I'm not. Thing. I'm. I'm not. I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that theory. That like, yeah, the the five percent of people who are doing drugs dictate. Five. I lo- love the theory. Absolutely love it. What music is yeah. in? Yeah, love it because it explains something that's unexplainable. Yeah, and I hate uncertainty and not knowing why things are the case. So I like <laughs> believing <laughs> that I know the reason for why that music is in. So well, I, I we, like. Yeah. We had two DJs on late last year in our podcast. What did they say about the the style of music that they play? Oh, they're more um, they're more top forty, but they used BPMs to like dictate when people would move from sitting down, having drinks, just chilling out, and then getting them up on the dance floor mm. and mm. when to, like the use of BPMs and like certain songs to like maintain and then raise another level, like use the differences to, um, to bring a change in the crowd. Right. Interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm going to come out with a controversial opinion. I don't actually like techno. <laughs> I don't think that's like, very controversial at all. <laughs> like the, the straight boots and cats, like, when I to explain what boots and cats is, I didn't know what you meant until recently. <laughs> so it it's like a I don't know what you'd call it. It's a wrap it, wrap it. Yeah, 
it's the it's the drum it's beat. The bass. Yeah, it's like when you say boots and cats, it sounds like what the drums do. Um, which is just a really simple like beat that's used in techno. But that's the thing that gets me is there's so little variation and it's so constant. Um that and it's kind of dark and kind of murky and yeah, I, it doesn't it doesn't really do a whole lot for me. Whereas, but I don't I've think been, that's very controversial. Yeah, I've been getting into house a lot more. I think like house is really cool. Stu, you 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 love a bit of minimal techno. Why, why do you love it so much? Do you love its simplicity? I feel that's why you like it. It's because it's just. It's to be fair though, it is something that you can listen to for eight hours, whereas you can't listen to yeah, top forty tracks nonstop for eight hours. Like you just get sick True. of it. True. Mm. It, is it, it something you can explain? I think it's just uh, something innate. I can articulate what types of songs and music I like, but I don't think that explains why I have that preference. Like genuinely, Eric Prids is a, the the best example because he has this, the layman's way I put it, there's like five layers and there's repetition. So like there's a bass, there's another beat, there's a lyric, and then there's some like in another sound and then it just loops. So it's addictive. It's like, you, you got me, you got me mm. line and sinker. It's um, almost anthem-like. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. But that, like Eric Prids is epic because he has vocals and he has variation and he brings mm. layers in and out. And when he yeah. does his little instrumental, like house techno, little in between verses and chorus, that's epic. Cause yeah, at least it changes, but with straight minimal techno, <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't feel, I, I don't feel the change in energy levels and it doesn't it doesn't evoke any emotion other than like yeah the need to want something unexpected yeah. and different or like want to be off your head yeah is it explainable i don't know i was it's just a, a rhythm you can get into and then an, i get an elation from it yeah. It's exciting because it's like impactful. Yeah. It's what gets me. It's every beat is like impactful. It's like, fuck. Like, it, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> oh, can I do this for eight hours? Yeah, I can do this for eight hours. Jesus. <laughs> Whereas if you play like Bruno Mars, like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But can, can you explain? So, okay, I'm I'm still on the, the path to learning. Minimal techno, I just think Sash. Maybe yeah. that's too simplistic. Yeah. Um, explain the nuance of house to me well i think house from this is from my understanding um house is a little bit more upbeat and brighter and it has like a little bit more vocals it has more synthesizers more instruments um what's that song um i'll, I'll try and find it uh, you know that that one has like beat keeps going in the rhythm to my brain. No, I do not. Um, 
This is house. No, it's, bit, no it's, idea. it's technically a little bit slower and it's just like they use more pronounced this is like more pronounced music mm. i just googled it then so that that was what i was trying to describe but it's more the drum hit it's saying here is more pronounced which i think makes sense and there's more there's more going on yeah like in like the the different layers um mm. and it's more instrumental and melodic uh, whereas techno, I find is particularly when it's stripped back. I I just find it's just a drum beat with like one or two sounds. Yeah. Um, this podcast is going to make some musos throw up. I reckon. <laughs> oh, well, we, to be fair, we've, God, do we need to get one on? But that's a, it's, yeah. <laughs> the presets for me. Really spelt it out for me. There's literally two worlds. That yeah, I think people look at us and like we think we're vermin because yeah. we don't have this appreciation, the nuance of music. Whereas in reality, like we are the majority. Most people yeah. aren't musos. They're out to just go have fun, go meet people. The music, music's a bonus. And I'm yeah. someone who like, yeah, listen to heaps of music, really like my music, but I don't know anything, literally zero technically. But if you put on, yeah. like if you, if you want me to put a Spotify playlist on at a party, like, yeah, I'll, I'll put a like good enough playlist on and keep people happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But it does annoy me that there's some people who are just music snobs and like, because, but it's only we, I wouldn't have the problem. It's only when running Bondi lines that because we're not music snobs, people think we're vermin. And it's like, no, we we still really like music. Yeah. Like, and have a real appreciation for music. We just don't know like technical things. Like, I don't know the difference between house and, House techno? Am I meant to? Is everyone? Does everyone know the fucking difference? Fucking tough crowd. <laughs> it's also like, like yeah, it's yeah, and putting that on the templates, it's it's it'd be useless because ninety five percent of people don't know, and the five percent that do are not going somewhere for the busyness. They already know they're going to watch someone play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a funny God. one. Which look, I like our stance here. We've got on the on the website. It's just electronic. Like yeah. <laughs> there's there's honestly there's not enough UK <laughs> garage dubstep <laughs> house techno techno. There's not enough on their own to justify <laughs> differentiating. Yeah. Go to the learn more, and we'll have what it is. We're not yeah. we're not having a list of seven categories. But even like rave reviews, like they have sixteen things on a week. Like that's it. There's only sixteen. Yeah. Like this, yeah. there isn't that much of us. Yeah. Of it, there's no reason for us, for example, to drive into the nuance of music for people because there's yeah. just not a big enough market for it, at least in Sydney. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's sixteen events. We've got seven categories. <laughs> Imagine that, and they overlap so much. And they overlap. You yeah. won't be able to choose which one to put it in. You'd have to put the same event into fucking three of them. <laughs> to be fair, those because that's the other thing. Trying to knuckle down. Okay, I'm, I'm writing on the preview here. All I want is the type of music. Yeah, <laughs> go to the event tonight. We're going to play a mix of Afrobeats, hip hop, R and B, house into minimal <laughs> techno, indie, alternative. Rock. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not writing you music. This, this isn't fair. Some of them are actually really good. That's yeah. why your gig guide, Jesse, is just phenomenal. Because it's like, 
this is a type of music that it's said to be. Here's the the layman twist. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, he's a uh, he's hip hop and a combination of hip hop and indie. Yeah. He's got a really good voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what was it? The kitten heel. You're like think, yeah, block party and yeah, L- LCD sound yeah. system and uh, talking heads. Yeah. So it's like it makes weird. perfect sense. It's weird, but it kind of fits into those yeah categories. Yeah, yeah. Which I think, yeah, but I think yeah, music needs more of that. With yeah, there needs to be a lower bar- barrier to entry at times. Analogy is a great way to do it. That yeah, honestly, awesome. when you said those things, I was like, "Fuck, I love, I love Block Party and LCD sound <laughs> system." <laughs> oh, fuck, maybe I'll actually listen to this yeah. random kitten heel. Yeah. <laughs> All I'd seen otherwise was there an indie rock band, which I was definitely not going to listen to. If that was their <laughs> marketing pitch to me. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Seriously, like when you when you look at some of the descriptions for music and events. It makes me laugh how cringe some of it is. <laughs> like just the words and the language that is used is meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, and they'll write paragraphs. Like one of them was like someone uses their um, their uh, their background to draw on uh, and to make new sounds. And I was like, <laughs> what sounds? <laughs> what backgrounds? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> But the, the I, I, growing up in the streets of Daceyville informed their <laughs> synthetic yeah. twist to <laughs> 20, 2001 hits. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just the, the biggest load of bullshit. Like, just just describe it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah it's funny, though, listening to techno music because I, I don't I like house music and trying to describe that because I, I probably don't know enough about electronic music to to do it justice so it's really layman's terms yeah 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 and most of the time it's like yeah tech and a little bit of tech house (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just completely making that up (laughs) yeah and i love like kind of almost taking the piss sometimes like straight boots and cats (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's what that's what people like yeah. Trying to think how else to do it. Can, like, can you get more objective on the electronic side? Like, is it useful for people to know that the beats per minute is like, yeah, about 126? True. For this no, artist. Like, is that useful? I like, I, I highly I doubt it. I don't know. Like, there's going to be zero lyrics tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Versus, no, there'll, there'll actually be a couple. The only other thing I could think of maybe is like festivals they might have played at or Spotify listens, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, true. But that kind of makes it a bit subjective. Mm. That's objective. Yeah, true. Spotify listens. I have popular. Like, are these? Are they anybody? Or are these just some randoms? Oh, yeah. well, I've actually got some listens. Maybe I'll listen. People are sheep. Yeah. Festivals yeah. is good too because it's like legitimacy. Yeah. 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 I can't think of anything different out in there. I think it's. I love reading through them. Mm. I think they're great. If I had time to go out, I'd probably use it. <laughs> but. The the other thing the other thing too is like and this this is with anything um, to do with interest and and things like that is uh, if you're in that world like let's say for example cricket if you've played cricket and you understand some of the intricacies that goes into the game and the rules and why they're doing certain things and you can appreciate what they're doing. Um, 
And so I think like music is exactly like that. When, when I start speaking to people about um, like some of the boys down here that was showing me dubstep <laughs> and they were like, this guy's a DJ. And he was like, yeah, okay. Now he's starting the next song three minutes in advance and he's going to slowly bring it in and he's going to do this and he's going to do this, like walking me through what this DJ was doing in this mix. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's actually pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, so we'll drop it out and he'll do a couple of bars here and then da, 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 da. it's like, oh, that's actually awesome. <laughs> and same with, uh, we, we're at Yaya's. Um, <laughs> we go to Yaya's all the time. We were there the, the other day and I just perched up. You can literally stand right next to the DJ. He's on like a little podium <laughs> and, cool. and there's, there's like a, like a, like a ledge or something. And I just had my elbow up, like right behind the DJ, just stood there, didn't dance and just watched this guy. And it was phenomenal watching him pick the different songs, but I don't know why he did this, but he was twisting all the different, like he was knobs, the EQs. the EQs. So that's like, um, like the sound frequency, like they, they break the sound frequency up into like high end, middle and low. And he's just like, Constantly, like constantly twitching, twitching, twitching them. Like sometimes he wasn't actually twisting them. He was just touching them. No, but what, what he was doing was fucking really cool as well, where he's like bringing in the different songs and like manually tapping in the tempo and doing, yeah, it was like, it was cool to see what song he was going to play next and say, so, like, mm. how, how the fuck is he going to do that? He's like mm. playing Miley Cyrus. And then the next song is can't stop by red hot chili peppers. I'm like, mm. how is he going to do that? And the way <laughs> he did, it was like, Whoa, that was really cool. How he loops a certain section and then starts bringing in the new song. Like the, yeah, the what- funniest part of this for me was that Jesse was so invested <laughs> in, in this guy DJing that it was up there for about half an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> and there's people just carrying on and dancing on the stage in front of him and he just looks like so out of just so random because he's just sitting there with his elbow up, almost like he worked there <laughs> anyways he was so invested in watching this guy dj that, uh, that the manager or the owner was up behind um was up behind the dj as well and he came in he started pretending to stuff around on on one of the decks like pretending pretending to do something and jesse goes mate mate this guy's this guy's working, man. Like, let him let him be. I said, I said leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Because he was kind of like getting in his way a little bit, but just mucking around and, and fucked up his rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like no, just leave him alone. And he goes, oh, do you know him? Just he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who are you? They're like, I'm, I'm no one. I just I just think you're getting in his way a little bit. I'm just watching him. I'm just watching a master at work, <laughs> and you're interrupting him. <laughs> And he goes, oh, I'm the manager here. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean you're not ruining his set. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Just someone so invested in someone's set, watching them grind away on the deck. The most annoying part, everyone, all the people dancing were trying to distract me from watching this guy. They're like <laughs> tapping me like, yeah, let's dance. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> And he's also some random DJ, right? He's a no, like a no name. No name. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And he was perspiring. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was working hard. <laughs> he was grinding away. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah, don't they play like a song for like a minute max and then they're on to the next? Yeah. No, nah, probably, probably longer than a minute. Probably average minute about 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> minute 20, minute 30. Yeah. The, the scary slash sidebar 
venues of Melbourne. God, yeah, Cal, you pointed this out. 20 to 30 seconds tops. <laughs> yeah. And then they're on to the next one. It, yeah. I don't know if I like that. It is good. It does keep it interesting, but they will go through <laughs> so many different genres. Like they will play like uh, a classic and then they'll go into like EDM and then R&B. That literally just – and with no real transition between them – I mean, that, yes, they were transitioning the songs, but it wasn't like they transitioned into the genre and then out of the genre. It was just so stark. Mm-hmm. At the right moment, at the right moment, though, it's a good way to get people to listen to things they wouldn't otherwise listen to because it's just yeah. so short. Yeah. I guess when you when you force someone to listen to something that they don't want to for five minutes, so they get a bit <laughs> yeah. sick of it. Yeah. You start getting walkouts. Yeah. So it's just 30 seconds. It's like you're having, you're having fun, so it's fine. But Yeah. It's the attention spans. TikTok. Yeah, where, where were yeah. we? It was. It was Love Machine. Yeah, Love on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. The comment that put the video. We put the video up, and the comment was, "Yeah, Love Machine pumping. Average song length seventeen seconds." <laughs> was that for a follower? No, no. We were actually there we to post t- the video. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the other thing that annoyed me at Love Machine was oh, I can't stand MCs. Oh, I fucking yeah. cannot stand the hype man. Hype man. Like oh. in between songs, like adding, um, they, they sing noises. They, they sing along to it. They sometimes they sing along to it, or they'll be like, they'll tell you the drop. One, two, three, four. Like, yeah, it's fuck off, mate. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't stand it. The only time I actually appreciated an MC was when Moody Man was, um, yeah, yeah getting on the mic a little bit. That was, but he was, he was cool. Whereas these blokes who are just fucking up there to be, who are nobodies who are just running around with a microphone and yeah, saying yeah every three seconds or mm, every two seconds into the mic. It's like, come on, man, get over yourself. Just fucking, can you just let people listen to the music, please? <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> How funny was it also on another note? Club 77 put up their top 10 things not to do in a nightclub. I'm going to start. Oh, yeah, and TikTok. Yeah, I mean-